1: I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. True to the spirit of fantasy, the price of gas at one pump in cars is 29.9 cents a gallon. The pump stands in Radiator Springs, a time-warpy desert town on Route 66 that was bypassed by the modern world when the interstate went through. The hero of Pixar's new animation feature is a rookie race car named Lightning McQueen. He's voiced by Owen Wilson, and he's a citizen of the modern world, self-involved and speed-obsessed. Just when NASCAR glory is within his grasp, Lightning finds himself stuck in the cheerful torpor of Radiator Springs, where he's forced to learn life lessons that'll make him a better car in every way. Like the great Pixar features that preceded it, Cars bursts with graphic brilliance, and occasionally it's also a genuine joyride. But fantasy can go only so far because talking cars, especially didactic talking cars, are not easy to love. This production's population consists only of cars, plus a few trucks and an old hippie of a VW van. When lightning is busted for multiple violations in Radiator Springs by a 1949 Mercury police cruiser named Sheriff... He's hauled into court where the town judge, a 1951 Hudson Hornet named Doc, sits above him on a lift as he sentences him to community service. Having torn up the asphalt of the town's main drag, the prisoner must redeem himself by resurfacing it. Lightning's transition from big-time racing to rubbing fenders with a bunch of country bumpkins takes a terrible toll on the story's momentum. The whole middle section is about paving a road. And the residents of Radiator Springs are amusing to watch, but they're running on fumes when it comes to emotional content, and most of them are defined very sketchily. Doc Hudson, who's voiced by Paul Newman, is elaborately defined, but his role as Lightning's wise old teacher feels schematic and familiar. Cars is the first Pixar feature to feel familiar. Each of the previous films created a world apart, but this one keeps falling back on things we know. Bob Costas is a racetrack announcer, topical references to sports agent, NASCAR stars, Jay Leno, SUVs, Hummers, and the like. That's a tactic often favored in DreamWorks features, but avoided by Pixar until now. It doesn't make cars a bad picture, the visual inventions are worth the price of admission, but it constitutes conduct unbecoming to a maker of magic. A Prairie Home Companion is both magical and consistently joyous. The director, Robert Altman, and the writer, Garrison Keeler have transmuted the public radio institution into a lovely fable about mortality, fleeting fame, fondness for the past, and the beauty of life in the present. The movie gives us a fictional version of the show that resembles the real one in some ways, though not in its basic concept. We're supposed to be watching the last broadcast of a small-town program that's managed to survive for 30 years. Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin play Yolanda and Rhonda Johnson, the two surviving members of a vocal Quartet. Their songs and reminiscences couldn't be funnier, screwier, or sweeter. Lindsay Lohan is Yolanda's daughter. She's terrific in the role. Virginia Madsen is quietly stunning as a character known only as the Dangerous Woman. Woody Harrelson and John C. Riley expand on two fictional characters from the public radio show. They're the singing cowboys Dusty and Lefty. And Kevin Klein does the same with the gumshoe Guy Noir, who is now a security guard with a kinship and comic confusion to Inspector Clouseau. As for Garrison Keeler, he plays a convincing version of himself. His face is impassive, as radio faces are allowed to be, while his voice conjures up past and present with pear-shaped tones and perfect aplomb. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews.